Flawedcast, episode number 84. Time of your life. Good riddance. It may be that when we no longer know what to do, we have come to our real work. And when we no longer know which way to go, we have begun our real journey. The mind that is not baffled is not employed. The impeded stream is the one that sings. Wendell Berry. Flawedcast. Flawedcast. Get in the arena. Good morning, Jason. How's the billium doing? <laughs> billium is well. <laughs> it's really, billium is tired, but billium is well. Yeah. So, and uh, of course. Okay, where's Johnny? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Johnny is, uh, what did he say this morning? That his. His balls are in his wife's purse. He, he couldn't retrieve his balls back for. Uh, <laughs> His peanuts are in his <laughs> wife's handbag. <laughs> That's right. probably the one to put in. Well, at any rate, so but yeah, Johnny's missing his uh, MIA, buddy. His uh, it's this week is his turn for his child his to graduate graduation, graduation party. party. Yeah, so uh, congratulations to her. But Norm misses last week, and Jason's was the week before. Where so you anyway, find us at Willie? You can find us anywhere: podcast, our flawcast, flawcast, CLE, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcast. We won't be on YouTube this week. Just letting you know, but we have some things on YouTube at Flawed Inc. We're doing really well on Rumble. Please subscribe there. Please support us on that platform. Rumble! That's Flawed Inc. Also, you can find us on the Project Mockingbird social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Doing well on Parlor, Gab, and... MeWe! And my book, Smith's Heart of Man Repair Manual, is now available anywhere in the east side of Cleveland, Ohio that sells books, which... Narrows are copy now before they sell out. I actually, they are selling I, like hotcakes. They are actually. Uh, I I sold a couple more co- uh, this week online. I'm I'm. Well, so. I'm telling you, I did do the research that I promised last week, mm-hmm. and uh, it is interesting. I didn't expect this, but in the tri-state area. In the tri-state area, don't ask which three states I'm talking about, but in the tri-state area, since we connect to five, Bill, you are the number one seller of books written by a blind author. That has a dog named Shandy. I didn't do anything about the dog. I didn't put that in my criteria list when I was looking. Your book is the number one selling book by a blind author in the tri-city area, or tri-state area. I was thinking that we should um, do an event where we buy like a couple hundred books, and then... We rent a helicopter and we just go over the masses and just airdrop books. Yeah, that's changing the world one idiot at a time. Anyway, so uh, link will be below. Get that book and let it change your yeah, life. We don't care if you read it; just buy it. Okay, just buy it. Yeah, my dog needs to eat. It's so a good-looking book. The colors are good. Act like you're smart. Throw it on your uh, some, in your library. Some people think I'm actually a, a doctor. Doctor, feel good. Well, to quote Gene Simmons. Anyway, so as our tradition, and we got a new flag to do this to, so Jason. All right, let's take our right hand, place it over our left heart, and say with us. I I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. More God. This episode, if you find this on YouTube, then Susan Wojcinski has been removed from her position, apparently, who is the CEO of YouTube. But nonetheless, what I wanted to talk about this week is this episode, we are going to take a big step back and evaluate the timeline of things that has happened over the last year and a half to bring us to this place where we're at now. And have a couple of things here, but this is going to be more off the cuff, which is our specialty, apparently. And want to talk about some things. want to get into some quotes, and we're going to do that. So in, for me, in the autumn of, of 2019, I started feeling this overwhelming sensation of brace yourself. The fit's getting ready to hit the shan. I didn't know exactly what fit was hitting what Shan, but we're getting ready to talk about it. And the overlying thing that you need to look at as you're entering in that time frame, the overriding thing is the 2020 presidential election. And also there were, you know, local all the way up the chain. So 2020 was a big election year. There was a massive restructuring of power and installation of powerful entities and people. I'm going to word it that way. But as we see, everything that has happened in the last year and a half, I believe, was purposeful. I believe it was engineered for specific reasons. And I want to start to get into some of these things, you know, everywhere from the election to the quote-unquote COVID pandemic. It's called the China virus. But nonetheless, so, you know, so then you had this quote-unquote 
COVID pandemic with all these mandates, church shut down while the nudie bars are open. And then, uh, you know, you have a lockdown, which you only lock down incarcerated people, not free people. And then you had these quarantines, which you only quarantine sick people, not healthy people. So there's this big shift, not only in the draconian power structure, but also in the verbiage. And I've said this before, if you control the language, you control the narrative. And then so, you know, it goes down to my favorite episode that was banned is episode number 40, how the Democrats are going to steal the 2020 election. We nailed it. Uh, So you're introducing this fear, this panic, these rules to have, quote unquote, mail-in ballots. We just talked about how they're instituting these mail-in ballots, which aren't the proper way to conduct voting by mail. Yeah, they're not absentee ballots. Exactly. So then, mail-in ballots. Right. So then the November 3rd was the election. And then fast forward, there was an attempt to get election integrity. Then you fast forward a little bit to January 6th. The solemn, saddest day ever in American history. A day that will live in infamy that is far surpassed the atrocity of Pearl Harbor. Par! Far surpasses the devastation that happened on September 11th in the annals of the American historical accounts. And I'm picking up your sarcasm. Well, I should hope so because I'm laying it on pretty thick. Well, I just can't believe what a siege on the city it was. I'm, I'm telling you. And then... The I mean, your old woman that was walking through the hallway with her hands raised, that was intense. We should have tackled her and put her to the ground. Who the Capitol Police Force was purposely lowered that right. day, who were allowing I, people I just, in by the... I don't under, no, but I don't understand is why they couldn't just keep it more calm there, like Portland or something. Well, why is Jaden yeah. X still walking the streets free when he's on film being one of the main instigators of that? But we're going to move on. We're going to move on. So they're going to couple quotes here and there's some things that you will need to know this is dr fachi and this fachiism don't um, be a fascist yeah whatever but this quote was stated back in 2017 so we're talking two years before this is the issue of pandemic uh preparedness and if there's one message that i want to leave with you today based on my experience and you'll see that in a moment is that there is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we have certainly a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. And I hope by the end of my relatively short presentation, you will understand why history, the history of the last 32 years that I've been the director of NIAID will tell the next administration that there's no doubt in anyone's mind that they will be faced with the challenges that their predecessors were faced with. Mm. Extraordinarily confident. Mm. It's almost like he is... Things that make you go... <laughs> I wonder if he is a descendant from Nostradamus. He's like a prophet. Well, you know, you're you're writing the checks to... Uh, never mind, okay. So this is important to state because if somebody ate a bat burger in China in November, December... 2019. How in the hell is he going to know about that in January of 2017? Unless, like Jason said, he's Nostradamus's like great, great, great. He's a prophet, great prophet, Bob. Anthony Fauci. So we're we're moving through this timeline, and I think we have to take note of this. I think this is a very important thing because the timing isn't coincidental. No, I refuse to believe. That. I don't believe in coincidence. I just don't. And I want to bring our attention to some different articles. I'm going to put the link here. You know, in um, there is a step by step outline of all the COVID events, but literally on an almost day-by-day basis in the AJMC, American Journal of Medicine, they had a step-by-step outline of all these things that happened. But as you go through them, it's literally almost like you're reading a script. We have to take a step back. Before going even further with this, I just want to encourage you, try to, if you can, remove your personal feelings. Try to be as unbiased as you can. Look at things through a objective... You mean I can't be an emotional victim that's offended by everything? Well, you could, but it's not going to... offended by you. I'm offended by this potato. <laughs> I'm offended that you are telling me that I can't be offended. I'm offended by the shape of this microphone. As we go through, and you're, once again, you're going to see the outline if you follow the links. And it's just horrifying because the Constitution was used as the most effective form of wiping one's rectum after a massive bowel movement in the last year and a half than any... And continues to be. And continues to be. I'm not making this episode about my personal beliefs about COVID, about the masks, about anything. What I'm telling you is 
is I'm setting the stage for a larger picture, right? When businesses are made to shut down, as we know now, for no real threat, for no real reason, because of government oversight. And by the way, Trump was at the helm with that during that time. So he he doesn't get a pass if that's what you're thinking in my mind anyway. But nonetheless, we have to step back. And this is important to where we have to go back to what the Constitution, what the Bill of Rights says. As we're going through this process and we start to see that people's mental stability, people's emotional stability, people's spiritual stability, certainly their financial stability is beginning to be eroded. What we have to really take note of and learn is that this, in hindsight, was all purposeful and all by design. Now, have people passed away from COVID? Sure. Yeah, as a matter of fact, well over 600,000 Americans who had no comorbidities, who had no, who, who were not grossly obese, who had now, no. The reality is this. I would say it's over 600,000, I think is what they're calling the death toll now. And I'm, I feel quite confident, although I, I don't have hard data to back it up, a specific number, but I, I'm quite confident that at least 25% of those are falsely marked, errors marked death certificate. Well, we also have to realize, and we were talking about this earlier, is that when this first started, they put people that had contracted COVID in with what we do know are the most susceptible factions of our society. Society, the elderly, the indigent, those who have immunocompromised systems. I personally believe guys like Governor Cuomo from New York, Governor Whitmer from Michigan, Governor Newsom in California, you know, like all these predominantly blue states, their governors had, which to me goes back to the whole idea of eugenics anyway, but I think these people do need to be held to account for being mass murderers. I'm sorry. I, I agree. I don't. What's I, crazy about it is uh, if we talk about New York and Cuomo and specifically, there was in the most populated area of New York, there was a medical ship, a naval medical ship sent there, yeah. and it was used by zero, not a person. And with, off the West Coast, too. Right. And yeah, San Diego. So, yeah. so instead of utilizing the however many thousands yeah. of beds there were in there, right. they literally, why would you put medically sick people in nursing homes? Well, not only that, how many TikTok videos were out there with nurses and doctors dancing and all this stuff when they're telling you, stay at home, don't come out for medical emergencies. And one of the things that people don't look at and what really and I've done the research, I've looked at it. If you go to the CDC website for the specific area, it'll say, in Cleveland, this hospital is 100% overridden with COVID. Well, the reason I say that is because you may have 5,000 beds in a hospital, but let's just say for argument's sake, they allot 50 to COVID. And on the onset, yeah, everybody was there freaking out, if you will. And they also set the PCR tests way higher than it needed to be. So if you got a cold when you're in the fifth grade, it's going to test positive. We now know this. We now know that once Biden had been installed, the PCR PCR tests dropped from the rate of 40 to like 26, 27, which now you see a dramatic decrease, right? It's all theater. It's all to give the illusion, right? Let's just pick up from there because now we're at this point where this is happening. There's panic. There's misinformation. And then it, as this stuff happens, episode 40, we talked, if you can find it, I think it's still on Spotify, how the Democrats are going to steal the 2020 election, called it. And then two episodes later, we had one called Love and Justice are Blind, which which Jason, I'll never forget this. He came to my house and I had this look on my face like, uh-oh. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, you didn't hear. And I had to break the news to him about what happened with St. George Floyd. Um, a 700-pound statue of him now. No, I'm looking at you trying to trigger me. But <laughs> <laughs> is, he, is, he, is he holding a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach in that? No. Oh, that's not part of a peaceful giant. Yes. Lovely. Was. Yes, yes. But anyway, so we have a perfect storm of we have to protect the public from this disease that has a over 99% survival rate untreated. So you're causing division, you're causing strife, you're causing confusion in that regard. Hey, let's bring on another front in this battle. Let's cause this racial division. Let's cause this more division between the police, the rank and file, everyday, hardworking, good-hearted American first responders, and the quote-unquote um, the narrative is being set. So we got all these things working, right? So we got more and more division. We got more and more confusion. All this time, there's this race to start the, we got to get a, a vaccine. We got to this, this, and this. While every doctor that talks about hydroxychloroquine, rendesivir, to have high doses of vitamin C, vitamin D, and, and zinc, and having a healthy diet, having a healthy lifestyle, are the most effective way to combat not just COVID, but most illnesses, period. It's crazy. I know, but God equipped us with this thing called an immune system? Right. I they, know, hard to believe. Well, your immune system's over 95% effective, and they say that the shots are like 80 to 90% effective? 
At what? Well, well, sterilizing, causing inflation around the heart, causing the lungs. Another teenage boy die. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to get into that in a moment. So, so let's keep progressing as we go down here. Now, I think we're moving into the summer where every single major metropolis in America was raised to the ground. Brought to you by the loving, compassionate folks of Antifa and BLM. And all the while, our first responders, our people that actually care and they're trying to protect this country are being villainized. And I've stated my belief on authoritarianism and police, you know, all that stuff before. But the reality of it is, is that there is a very thin line between anarchy and mob rule and rule of law. And we're now literally treading that line in the most dangerous and callous way. We're straddling it. <laughs> You're right. So now we're starting to move into the fall where the presidential elections are picking up. Up the fervor, and this is where I have a big problem with the Republican Party because they've dropped the ball. Like all this mail-in ballot BS should have been stopped. Legislatively, it should have been stopped. And we went through a lot of the states when we were going through that episode 40. Each of these states have state constitutions that speak specifically how you should conduct absentee voting. We went through Ohio's absentee voting laws very succinctly and very specifically, but those weren't adhered to. On a mass level, they weren't adhered to. And the biggest thing that I want to talk about in regards to election integrity and we're going to get into this in a moment. Listen, if you believe that in 2022, there's going to be a big change, unless we stand up now and insist on election integrity, nothing's going to change. It's going to get worse. You're going to have literally the House and the Senate are going to be full with idiots like Amar and AOC, right? So let's keep progressing. So now we're moving into the fall, the fervor of the inflated numbers from COVID, the fervors getting picked up and picked up. Trump's being more and more villainized. Joe Biden is making some of the most racist and incoherent statements on any campaign trail that I've ever seen anyone in history of America unleashed. Not only that, Trump's still able to pack out 50 plus thousand people. Biden did a one stop, I think, and there was like five people. So as we're continuing through this year, we have to just stop. And, and when you're going through these things at the time, it's hard to really forecast and say, what's going on? Because you just, you simply just don't know. What we also have to realize, and the numbers are now starting to come out, suicide in the last year and a half, national now that those are COVID deaths yeah people don't talk about the um spousal abuse domestic yeah, abuse domestic drug abuse violence right. the i know personally guys who had been sober for three four five years who are now in full relapse mode because of the isolation and the depression that came from these stupid lockdowns last year i mean literally they were sober happy healthy for four or five years and now they're losing their jobs they've lost their relationships and i'm not giving them excuses i mean they made the choice to do so but when you're talking about people who part of the remedy of their condition is fellowship mm -hmm. and meetings or idle hands do the devil's work. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they had to lock down. They had to uh, set their careers aside, you know, or lose and, their career or lose their career or, you know, quote unquote, work from home. And uh, some of these guys, you know, one friend in particular is a single guy, had his own apartment, was thriving, doing great. And, you know, the isolation from COVID kicked in. And now he's I, I'd be surprised if he even makes it literally. I mean, he's he's on the verge of death because he started drinking again. And that's the real toll of what we're talking about. There's a purpose for this. Thank you, Norm. And you, I respect your opinion tremendously because this is what you do. This is what you know. But that goes unstated, like you're saying. You know, at this time, the churches are shut down. We're moving to where, like, I think Norm quantified, where stability and these things that bring structure to people's lives that they rely on, whether they're in recovery or whether they're just whomever, all people rely on structure. All people rely on habits and things Friendships. that— Friendships. Yeah. You know, I mean, no man's an island. Like we as humans, we are meant to be in relation. We are meant to be in communities. And when you remove that, that's part of the demoralization process. And if you study history, especially when it comes to subversiveness and fighting wars, the first thing that ever happens before a single shot is fired is people group is demoralized. And that's what has happened on a widespread level. You know, I've said this before, man, it, you know, research the Spanish flu and what that did to this country. I mean, that killed like 50 million people legitimately within a few months. You wouldn't have to tell the American people to do anything. You wouldn't have to command lockdowns. And I'm not saying COVID wasn't real. I mean, I'd be shocked if the death toll was even 10% of what they've told us 
just based strictly on COVID. But if you look at something like the Spanish flu, the American people would bond together and help their neighbor and do the right thing. And if it was necessary to shut businesses down and close things, you wouldn't have to command us to do that. Right. I believe we you're would, right. We would do that because it would be needed. Right. That's just, As Americans, that's what our culture is built upon. But to try to get back to this timeline, so as we're going now into the fall, there's little subversive things to me that are interjected. Like Andrew Yang was one of the Democratic contenders, if you will, and he starts introducing the idea of universal basic income, UBI. Everyone's going to get $1,000 a month. Ooh, this guy knows what he's talking about, right? So there's this idea planted in addition to free college, in addition to free healthcare, in addition to blah, 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 right? So as we continue through this timeline, we're getting closer to the election. And I just remember during this timeline thinking to myself, something is rotten. Something stinks. There isn't something that is adding up, at least to me. And now in hindsight, I can kind of look back and any other election I've ever watched where Trump was at in the portion of the night, they would have called it. If it were Obama, if it were the Bushes, whomever, they would have called it. Should have been called for him before midnight. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden, and this is what people don't want to talk about. This is why we're not going to be on YouTube this week. So I hope you're listening on Rumble. Magically, and people still refuse to believe this. If you look at the graph, all of a sudden Trump's on the steady incline and then at three in the morning, the bottom falls out. Yeah, it was around midnight, maybe 1230. I was like, okay, you know, I think I can go to bed. It looks like we're good. And then it was like all of a sudden. Everything just stopped. And even the guy on the on the network I was watching said, uh, yeah, I've never really seen this before. It's like the action has, mm. has just been halted. He's like, I, I really don't have an answer. I don't know what's what's going on. I mean, they said in the very beginning, all the analysts said if Trump got 3 million more votes than he did last time in 2016, he'd win by a landslide. Well, he got like 12 million more votes. And isn't it funny how now if we fast forward in Arizona, in Colorado, in Atlanta, Georgia, and parts of Michigan, these pivotal counties in these states Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania thank you the Democrats are fighting tooth and nail to stop the constitutionally protected and even under these local and state laws protected right of the people to have a transparent election results and I'm not a partisan but why are the Democrats fighting tooth and nail to stop this? And right now, as I, I've been following this, the recount in Arizona very, very closely, and by all means, it looks like St. Trump won it. How do you have more votes than you have people in a lot of these counties? Right. We discussed that. It's called mail-in. And then all these ballots that came in, mail-in ballot, and only they only voted for the president. And they're not even folded. They're not even signed. They're not, you know, they're starting to do the research. They're from people's freaking cats, which is something we talked about. They're from dead people, you know. So now we're starting to see the picture. Oh, oh, there's this killer disease. Oh, we can't leave our house. Let's vote by mail. Let's vote by mail. And let's not even talk about the, the corruption in regards to the Dominion voting machines and all these other things. This election was won by the panic induced by COVID and the mail-in ballot scheme. And we know one thing from the Democrats. What they do is they lie, they steal, they cheat, and they rig elections. That's what they do. Let's just bring this up to that period from November 3rd till January 6th was a very tumultuous and turbulent time. And I recall Biden. I recall Harris. I recall the Clintons, I recall Barry Santorum, uh, Obama. I recall these people saying that if there is a quote unquote vaccine that Trump introduces, they people should be wary of it. Yeah. I trust vaccines, I trust scientists, but I don't trust Donald Trump. And at this moment, the American people can't either. If the Trump administration approves a vaccine before or after the election, should Americans take it and would you take it? If the public health professionals, if Dr. Fauci, if the doctors tell us that we should take it, I'll be the first in line to take it. Absolutely. But if Donald Trump tells us I should that we should take it, I'm not taking it. No, our, our I'm vice, not taking this. Our I'm... vice president said she will not take it. She'd refuse it. Yeah. She'd refuse it if it was from a Trump administration. But once again, we don't think about that now. People are injecting what literally it could be sterno into their veins. We don't know. They're not listing the ingredients. But, you know, when Trump's doing it, the people that are pushing this, they're like, no, we're not going to do this. So did you guys ever hear the uh, him? Joe Biden talking about how they, he put together the most extensive voter fraud organization in history. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. No, if you say so. Oh, son of a bitch. 
But nonetheless, so let's keep moving forward. So here we are, the day that lives in infamy, the day that not rivals but eclipses Pearl Harbor, September 11th, the insurrection on the Capitol building. The siege, the riot, the brutality. The most violent uprising without guns, the most deadliest assault on public land ever. Oops, I'm sorry that I was thinking about Portland for a moment. Excuse me. Oh, I was thinking about Minneapolis, St. No, Paul. Those were me. those were protests. Peaceful, though. peaceful protests. Those were peaceful. Hardly Pe- there was only a couple of people that were rowdy there and you know they some rabble rousing. They didn't burn anything or throw anything at police officers or kill anyone or punch or stab anyone. I mean, oh, wait, which one am I talking about? Am I talking about Washington or am I talking about? Well, we were talking about Washington, yeah. The riot. There's a lot of stuff coming out now. And, and before we had this discussion about Ruby Ridge, we had a discussion about Waco, Koresh. We had a discussion about Oklahoma City, Timothy McVeigh. We had a discussion about actually September 11th. We had a discussion about the first World Trade Center bombing and something called false flags. False flags, which, uh, you know, you, you should look that up. Throughout history, there's been plenty of false flags. Uh, Gulf of Tonkin, the event that got us into Vietnam. But I'm not going to I'm not going to go. Maybe. Maybe we'll do a whole episode about those one day, but I'm not going to go into the too deep into the woods now. But basically, law enforcement provocateered certain things and riled up certain people, like all the Q-tards, to think they're going to have a violent insurrection. But what happened was it was John Q. Public, Grandma and Grandpa being escorted by Capitol Police through the rotunda. And you got the guy who looked like Chewbacca, the Q shaman, they called him, praying in the chambers. So now the question we need to ask ourselves, and, we, and I need to bring something to your attention because this is like literally all over the internet right now. Tucker talked about this. Steve Bannon has talked about this. My boy Alex Jones has talked about this. They've had this guy on their show who wrote this article. This is in revolver.news. I'm going to put a link. It's important that you read this article because this is directly challenging the narrative. It says, unindicted co-conspirators in one six case raised disturbing questions of federal foreknowledge. Big word. I just wish you could look at Jason's face. What this article very strategically and very eloquently puts is the foreknowledge of different law enforcement agencies in regards to the months, the days, the hours, the minutes, the seconds, culminating up to 1-6 insurrection. Now, one thing we need to realize is that Trump supporters, pro-American, pro-Constitution, pro-first, pro-second, God-fearing, just salt of the earth people that came to support the president and this country. They didn't cause any trouble. They weren't the rebel rousers that they're being villainized and victimized for. But I'm going to put a link. You need to read this because this is important that we start to blow this narrative open because as you see, the overwhelming support and the overwhelming evidence was literally snuffed out in silence that the election was rigged. And you see that there were seats in the Senate and seats in Congress that they discovered the election fraud and they were overturned. And it's just a larger picture of what happened. I want Jason to read this next quote, this next article in the scripture where we're starting to get into how things are now starting to shift because we started with this overinflated report of this virus that literally in hindsight now, to me, the best analogy I can give is using a bazooka to shoot a mouse. To whereas now you see that division in so many fronts, we talked about with the mail-in ballots, we talked about with George Floyd, there were like a litany of other racially, quote-unquote, motivated incidents to help help propagate this to help, you know, spread that BLM, that Antifa quote unquote message, if you will. Okay. Now they're mandating vaccines. I don't know why my body, my choice only applies to murdering people. I don't know why consult your physician, which is on every single pharmaceutical commercial ever by law by law is no longer applicable. And we're now starting to see this purposeful segregation, this villainization of people who we're seeing that there are legitimate places in America that are discontinuing employment for people who aren't taking these things. This isn't hyperbole. This isn't um, me being excessive or conflating things. This is a fact. So it brings us to now we have to start to look back at where we were. The churches have shut down. Most of the churches have capitulated. Now I'm even seeing commercials where 
pastors of big churches and things like that are now encouraging people to take these shots, do this and that. We now see a full-on assault like we talked in last week's episode. I gave the sound clip where the assistant director of the FBI is now saying if there's even a city member in Congress or a prominent person who is a Trump supporter, we now need to arrest them and question them. We, we call them terrorists. If you have any type of belief of Trump or support Trump in any way, you're a terrorist. There's been a great divide. There's been a chasm that's created on purpose. To me, the starting point is in January, February of 2020, when yeah. quotes of somebody eating a bat. For the first time in history, somebody ate a bat burger, and now here we are. So, And it brings us to this where Joe Biden just said this this week. I feel like it's a like a taunt. Mm. Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there have never been. If you wanted to think, you need to have weapons to take on the government. You need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. The point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit, the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. He, I mean, just, but, he, mm. He's saying, though, hey, you couldn't. Nah, we'll, nah, we'll, nah, we'll, nah, we'll nah. blow you out anyway. One. Two, he's saying, I can and will limit guns. We talk a lot on the show here, predictive programming. And the funny thing is, if you watch that speech, he tries to say this quote, and this is one of my favorite Thomas Jefferson quotes, the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. And this individual completely manipulated that to, to, he couldn't even get it out, but the part that he got it out, he was inferring that patriots have now become the tyrants. And now the tyrants are the patriots. There's a complete inversion of reality. Two plus two does equal five winston jason if you could read this verse i would appreciate it because i think to quantify everything whether it be mainstream media whether it be the politicians on both the left and the right predominantly the left whether it be a lot of the medical professionals that have gone and acquiesced with this because any professional in the medical industry that has come out and spoken against treatment to prevent treatment to cure or to heal uh covid has been literally blackballed shunned the platform people don't want to hear that hydroxychloroquine and remdesivir and vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc are the most effective thing because they're not making money. You can give somebody a three-month dose of hydroxychloroquine for like 15 bucks. Big Pharma isn't making any money. Go ahead if you can read this. I think this quantifies on a spiritual level kind of where we're at with things. So John 8, 42 through 47 from the Amplified Bible. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, but he is not, you would love and recognize me, for I came from God, out of his very presence, and had arrived here. For I have not even come on my own initiative as self-appointed, but he is the one who sent me. Why do you misunderstand what I am saying? It is because your spiritual ears are deaf, and you're unable to hear the truth of my word. You are of your father, the devil, and it is your will to practice the desires which are characteristics of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks what is not natural to him, for he is a liar and the father of lies and half-truths. But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me and continue in your unbelief. Which one of you has proof and convicts me of sin? If I speak truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God and belongs to him hears the truth of God's words. For his reason, you do not hear him because you are not of God and you are not in fellowship with him. Read verse 44 again. That's the linchpin to this whole thing. You are of your father the devil, and it is your will to practice the desires which are characteristics of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth to him. When he lies, he speaks what is natural to him, for he is a liar and the father of lies 
and half-truths. One translation said his native tongue is a lie. And what is so predominant right now throughout media, throughout culture, we've been saying it last couple episodes, people prefer deception. They don't want the truth. And I say this a lot, the truth is never sexy. So let me share this quote from George Washington. And in lieu of what Jason just read, I think we need to pucker up and listen. Government is not reason. It is not eloquence. It is a force like fire. It is a dangerous servant and a fearful master. Never for a moment should it be left to irresponsible action. George Washington said that. The, the gentleman who would know a thing or two about this. And what has happened, like Plato said, lack of participation in government means that you are governed by your inferiors. We have had people in the last year and a half blatantly lie blatantly tell half truths which if we understand that comes from the evil one comes from the prince of this world comes from we talk I talk a lot about luciferianism it uh, comes from the devil it comes from that evil place where we have to start to realize and wake up we have been lied to we have to start to realize and wake up that there are atrocities going on in this country that far exceed the political atrocities obviously violence norm had mentioned earlier about his friend that is is legitimately struggling. Sex trafficking, especially at the border, is at a all time high. We have the celebration of pedophilia everywhere. It is the manipulation. It is the molestation of innocence like abortion. If we don't stand in direct opposition of this, woe to us. And it's been presented very, very sovereignly to me in the last couple weeks as I've been surveying the ground that I've walked on. Personally, I started to survey the ground maybe as a culture we have traveled and walked on. And I can't help but look at the last year and a half and believe we have been sold a false bill of goods and we have swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. I concur. Because I think now that we have a little bit of hindsight, like a year and a half, we can start to see like a bigger picture from where we have been to where we are going. My concern is within the last two weeks, we've had two prominent people suicided. And I'm concerned, really. Who suicided? So there was that Charles Sign that we talked about, the guy who exposed Bill Clinton and What's Her Nuts on the tarmac. And then McAfee, uh, who came up with McAfee software. Antivirus. Antivirus. He was just suicided last week. Or no, I'm sorry, this week, excuse me, really? this week. How did he suicide? So he lived in uh, Belize, and uh, apparently he was trying to fight extradition. Uh, oddly enough, he and Alex Jones were really good friends, and he had a dead man switch that when he died, a bunch of stuff started coming out. So, But it's a thing. Well, how did he die? That's where the ruin of apparent suicide in Spanish jail. John McAfee apparently dies by suicide in Spanish custody. John McAfee dead of apparent suicide in Spanish jail. Was he tied to the Clintons, too? I'd be afraid if I was okay, so, with the Clintons. Yeah, like, so what dirt did he have? Well, I guess it's, like I said, take just what you will. I believe it, but he and Alex Jones are friends, and he said that he had a dead man switch, which means if something happens to him, like, all the shit gets released. So apparently it's a bunch of stuff about Epstein. Uh, it's a bunch of stuff about... Um, Clintons, probably. Yeah. When you pull on that Epstein you're gonna rope, you're going to... Yeah. yeah. But, but not just with the Clintons. It's also now... Bill Gates. It's now also all these. Tom Hanks. Right, that Maxine or uh, what's her name? Maybe. Ma- Maxwell Jezzeline. Je- 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 she's she's <laughs> gone. She's in prison, but she yeah, didn't. She's gone. She didn't die, did she? Who knows? The last time you heard from her, seen from her. A couple weeks ago, I read that she's in solitary confinement at a prison. But it, it seems like we're just putting people in prison these days. I mean, what what, what happened? Um, Innocent until proven guilty. Or or. or, or Right to his well, show, trial. show me the man and I'll show you the crime as like we were talking about last week. There's like 100 plus people sitting in federal jails right six now months, for six months. Yeah, because of the worst. And they're still arresting people. It's stupid. Well, that's where well, veterans are almost frowned upon anymore. Well, no, but that's the thing. Like, did you hear Biden's speech yesterday? Here it is. I got them. One point nine trillion dollars relief so far. They're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential. I wrote the bill on the environment. Pay them more. This is an employee's, employee's bargaining chip now. What's happening? Are you kidding me? Like, really? You know what I thought of, honestly? And I know this is going to sound stupid, but like... Nothing ever sounds stupid from you, Norm. Well, thank you. But like... (laughs) I mean, like it's it sounded like a demon talking. Like honestly, like that, uh, like that yeah. possessed. Like, will you ever look in his eyes? I mean, there's a reason the scriptures say the eyes are the gateway to the soul. Solid black. 
Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I'm not trying to sound no, weird. I'm I, just saying, it just sounded to me, that's the first thing I thought of when he was doing that, was like, he didn't even have control of his own faculties. Like, yeah. This is crazy, like, for him to say the things he said, I mean, ultimately, the, the, my buddy Graham, he, he posted on his Facebook page, so he's like, um, first, does anyone know where to buy an F-15? <laughs> and second, well, can anyone teach me to fly it if I do buy one? Own them, And I might add, the Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the, the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there have never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. The point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit, the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. Well, here's the thing. Everything these people do are on purpose. They're very intentional about everything. And the fact that he would purposely say nuclear attack, while right now the Russians and the English are getting into a skirmish over Ukraine, right now China and Taiwan, they're like this close to being full-on ballistic. So it goes back to where in the scripture says, you know, in the last days there'll be wars and rumors of wars. So we're just, my gut tells me we're going to see a lot more people suicided. My gut tells me. Well, they're going to have to go on a rampage to get rid of everybody that well, well no, you know, like the JFK thing, how people mysteriously disappeared, who knew stuff, you know. And that's the thing. Once again, people are going to be suicided. I think there's going to be some false flags, which if you look throughout history, like the Gulf of Tonkin, 9-11, these are all like really, really famous false flags. Uh, Oklahoma City, in, I know you know about this. We've talked about this, but it, there's been this concerted effort since the late 70s right after the Ford administration, to start to villainize patriots, veterans, Christians, Second Amendment, First Amendment advocates. And it started back with Ruby Ridge. And then you can see, once you study Ruby Ridge, how it's like a tree with all these extending roots to where Waco was a false flag. Oklahoma City was a false flag. Uh, the first... Um, Those two are directly tied together. Uh, absolutely. Well, and they're all they're all tied back to Ruby Ridge. That's uh, what I'm saying. And the, the first... Um, What's Ruby Ridge? The fir- oh, you don't know Ruby Ridge? Wow. There's what was the name of that documentary on uh on Netflix? I don't remember the name of the documentary. Hold excellent, on. excellent documentary. But this but even the first to get away from it, it was a guy who was like ex special forces. He was like uh, 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 Vietnam well, era. Yeah, I don't know about if it was, but I, anyway, he wanted to get away from he was ex military. He wanted to get away from society. He, didn't he and his wife and kids and yeah. so he bought this place out in the middle of nowhere which is Ruby Ridge. So uh, it just happened to be within 50 miles or something of this white supremacist headquarters. And um, he ended up being invited to a meeting there and they had, you know, FBI inside the group or whatever. And the FBI agent approached him and he wasn't, he was just, when they, this way, he was just checking group, it out. Well, and he brought his family because there's nothing out there, right? And they had a, they do like picnics for the, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's, not, it's like. So he didn't know it was a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, but it's not. It wasn't uh, like. They were the like group. burning crosses as right. they were driving down. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. But it wasn't necessarily part of the group. He, like Bill said, just kind of checked, checking it out. And he was approached by this FBI undercover, agent. Undercover. Who, I, no, no, no. It was ATF. Okay, ATF, who uh, said he'd pay him to modify, modify shotguns by sawing off the barrels, which is illegal. You can only like, yeah. barrel has to be so long. And he needed money. So he's like, okay. And um, he did it, and they raided his house. And, again, he was set up. They tried. They tried. He was set up to be able to protect himself, of course. And he's got young kids, wife, all that. Yeah, wife and handful of kids. And um, they end up... uh, Killing his wife, killing his oldest son. Well, first they killed his oldest son, a shooter. Killed their dog. Yeah, so his son came out... Trying to look for the dog. Yeah, the dog got killed. He came out looking. The son gets shot. They take the son into the barn, and they've got him pinned down in the barn, the husband... And, and then, then he and then, then he breaks he, he breaks free yeah. runs for the house as he opens the door his wife opens the door for him to run inside and they blow her in half they, they literally shot her the sniper hit her and, and then he he finally gave up but it was a big standoff for days and days and days yeah. his dead son his and, dead, it, and and what was even wife. more scary to the ATF is that their house or whatever like was kind of on the top of this Ridge, the Ruby yep. Ridge, and the ATF and local law enforcement, FBI were circled around that. But then the townsfolk, mountain roads, all dirt mountain roads. Yeah, but then the town folk were circled around the ATF and the FBI. So you had and a they were standoff, and they were it was crazy. yeah, you had a standoff within a standoff. 
And but everyone out there, these are they're armed. Is... Yeah, like in that that documentary, there was like archival footage. Like you saw guys walking around with like they weren't around. But that same entrapment charge is what happened with um what's his nuts in Waco, David Crash. David Crash. Yeah, it was it's even a... worse. He didn't actually have anything. No, but it's the same approach. Right. So part of what the Crash, I don't know if you know that why they went after him is uh, they bought and sold guns and ammunition at gun shows and all sorts of stuff like that. And it was up and on the up and up. It wasn't up and up. It was part of how they supported their lifestyle. The, right. You know, and um, there was something about an illegal suppressor or something. Yeah. It, it was a real minor thing. And that's what people understand. It was, but they're like, oh, this is a cult and da da da. And they're going to be right. So they came in hot and heavy the way they came in. And all that was bullshit from the Clinton era administration because Clinton was a giraffe dodger and needed to. And the same, same thing with Oklahoma City. Well, Oklahoma City, McPhee, he was at Waco watching yeah. it go down. You know, because it was so long that Santa people were like there. Yeah, so he went mm-hmm. and and he was not happy about it. And that's what triggered. So when you say a false flag, what that means is, is that provocateurs within American law enforcement, not the rank and file, not the guys that are protecting our communities, that leadership, the upper right. echelon, they are globalists and they have this agenda to villainize strategic things. They didn't expect Koresh and those guys to fight back. Right. They literally thought they were going to come in and villainize this guy and make him look bad which they did but it's not until the truth now 20 whatever years are coming out later now but so a false flag is I mean, they killed women and children and everything they had a think of a industrial kind of kitchen you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. they had to feed all these people and stuff they had walk-in coolers and the women and children were hiding in the walk-in cooler and when that fire started a uh, thing fell they couldn't get out and they all died in like one room, and it wasn't by suicide. They were trapped. And yeah, killed. they couldn't get out. They so, tried to say that Koresh killed all them people, yeah, didn't they? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all the bullshit they fed. Right. It's was all he, bullshit. Was that a real cult then, or it wasn't a cult. He, I mean, he I, was. I mean, by definition, yes, but. My interpretation is this. Yeah, the guy was crazy, but they really he weren't. He wasn't a bad person, person. They weren't hurting anybody, and all those kids were his kids. Like, that was. Now, he did. He definitely did end up marrying or being with a young girl, but yeah. that was at the very end. Um, yeah. That wasn't how it all started. He got crazier as shit went down. It, it was just a weird. So, in that regard, it was. It actually, if you ever read Theodore Kaczynski's writings, the guy wasn't crazy. I mean, if you ever read his manifesto, a lot of the stuff he's talking about is like coming to pass now. And once again, I think in a certain regard, Ted Skinzinski, he was a super smart guy. I think he was infiltrated at, at the collegiate level and they manipulated him. You know, like all this MK Ultra stuff, it's like a thing. Like, you know, the Maturian candidate, which I think Sirhan Sirhan, who the, the guy who assassinated RFK, I believe he was under that MK Ultra mind control. But these are things that our, our government has done to, to perpetuate whatever narrative. But my larger point is that I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of these suicides, quote unquote. I think we're going to start seeing a lot of false flags. September 11th, there was thousands of people that died. False but flag it, is just a distraction, pretty much, right? Well, false flag or is to create provoke. a narrative that isn't true and perpetuate that throughout the media so that, like with COVID. And systemic racism. Exactly. And that's climate change. What's crazy is there's so much. uh, This is why it's important to have the media, because there's so much proof against this kind of shit. And there's so many people against it, but they have the media. So you see very little of the truth and very little of the, you know, resistance, if you will. And that's why I love I love seeing these viral videos going out with these parents and teachers freaking on the school board. Um, There was one who was a freshman. Just just this it's week, awesome. that kid years old, yep. and this kid just gives this awesome speech. Um, despite the board's attempt to deny it, District 196 schools are quickly becoming a place where promoting activism is actually more important than promoting education. I'll take you, I'll take you back to my first day at RHS this fall. The principal came out and gave us a heartfelt speech about equality and standing together. Um, he began to list countless races, such as Latino. Asian, expressing how much they matter and how important they are. But never once did he mention a race or identity that reflects me or half the kids that were in the class. Now, members of the board, I know you haven't been to school in a while. And I know most of the people, I know none of you or most of you don't have any kids left in the school district. Um, But you must admit how uncomfortable it will be to be characterized just by your skin color on the first day of school and be thought that you were wrong just because of your skin color. So I'll never forget the look one of my friends gave me from across the room as we were sitting there listening to this blatant bias being expressed in the so-called equity statement by the leader of our school. 
to be clear, I don't need you to tell me that I matter. But hearing the condolences given to other races and leaving just one race out, it inevitably you'll start to feel like you've done something wrong. And in our principal's attempt to unify us, he instead created unwarranted boundaries and barriers between his students, pitting us against each other based on characteristics that we can't control. In another separate instance, I was told that writing all lives matter on the whiteboard was political and could be seen as offensive. When I questioned the teacher after class, she told me that she didn't have an answer and she just had to erase it and it was quickly erased. There are political signs all over RHS specific about specific races that matter, specific sexual orientations that matter, and specific perspectives that matter. But when I questioned the RHS administration about how these signs were political, they told me that they were supporting human rights. So when I questioned why the equity statement couldn't represent all students, they told me that to even ask that question was outlandish and offensive. And they, when I asked why that was, they told me, quote, whites have a pretty good situation right now, unquote. So is that not racism? Disregarding my question merely because of the color of my skin. To be honest, after enduring a year of the people in charge telling me that I'm a racist and I'm privileged and pointing out our irreversible differences, I've never noticed race more. And it's becoming the first thing I notice when I meet someone, which has never before been the case. RHS administration Boom. confidently told me that RHS students and staff are happy with their equity statement. But from the ex my experience in talking with other students, this is not the case. I know many kids who disagree with their teachers, but they're too scared to stand up because they're worried that their grades will be docked and their learning experience will be affected. My honors government teacher, I'm not gonna say his name, but he's mentioned that Democrats care more about all people while Republicans only care about themselves. <laughs> and he's also inferred to us that socialism is better than democracy. He even had a statue, he had a statue of a socialist leader in his classroom. Um, I have been, I've been told by a lot of kids that they just stay silent and adjust their schoolwork to reflect an acceptable opinion to secure a good grade. I've been approached by multiple teachers who have told me in private that they just want to say that they agree with me and they support me standing up, but they can't say it in front of the class for fear of being disciplined by the administration in some way or losing their jobs. There is clearly only one way to think in this district, and that is that they are teaching their kids to shut up if they don't agree. Now, members of the board, I want you to take a good look at yourselves in the mirror tonight and ask, are you really standing up for the equality of all people, or are you just pushing a damaging political ideology um, on, on our students? A fellow coworker at my job, who, by the way, is of color, discreetly told me that the school seemed to be pushing a very leftist agenda in class. This proved that not everyone is happy with your school, and not everyone who isn't happy is white. Now, due to all these instances I've mentioned and many more that I can't fit in this five-minute speech, I have decided to leave this district and continue school on a private Christian school online. And, and there will be sacrifices, and I will not get to walk in the graduation ceremony or attend milestones at RHS, but I will be able to learn in an environment that is not intent on punishing me daily for my skin color and political views. Now, regardless of how you take my speech, whether you just shrug it off as malarkey or Fox News talking points, I encourage you to think about it, because someday I'm going to be a leader. I may be the president, a governor, or just a professional golfer, but I will never stop believing that everybody has value, no matter their skin color or personal beliefs, and it's a shame that you're not going to be able to say that I was an alumni of RHS in District 196. Thank you. Dude, I would be so proud of my son there. Yeah. No, dude, that was awesome, and it was so well-written. And, uh, like, he even calls him out being like, yeah, whatever you're going to do with this, you may just call him Larky. You know, he yeah. like, he preempted yeah, he a lot of stuff. Yeah, because he knows what people are, are going to say uh, it was just a bunch of hogwash. When... Right, just a stupid little kid. Yeah. It was so well done. Like, so well done. I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them but there's talkers. something going on right now where there's people who can't see the truth, who can't recognize the truth, you know. And I have close family well, people, members who people are... People prefer deception. Yeah. I mean, I they, mean they, they... Well, so I had this conversation last night, but I go, hey, man, Bill said it in our podcast twice, this last podcast, about how people prefer deception because it's easier to just be like, no, everything's rainbows and sunshine, right? It's easier to think that, and that's where the media comes in. Yeah. And people won't take the time, and that's where all the news these people get is either what's in mainstream media or 
what's put on their social media post. And we already know that they control what you see on social well, media. I don't want to be a certain way, but I, I, my gut tells me, and very soon we're going to start to see even more devastating outcomes uh, or side effects of this. But the whole idea, the whole narrative is never questioned. And, you know, you got legitimate racists like Don Lamone and, you know, you got Chris Cuomo, who, I mean, the guy's dumber than a bag of rock. I mean, like he, they, Chris Cuomo, make, a liar. Chris he, Cuomo makes Joe Biden look like an intellectual giant. Well, and, and he comes from a family. That's the only reason he's there. You love how his brother just sidestepped all those sexual allegations. And, uh, oh, yeah. You know, and murder. Yeah. About, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mur yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mass murder. Let me rephrase. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. him, Whitmer, Northam in Virginia. Um, Lightfoot. Well, and this is and this is why. Not, I mean, Lightfoot because of the violence. And, stuff and this is why you there. can't allow. Well, she's not. They can't allow us back in power because it, there know, will be a reckoning. You know, you, you're not perfect and you don't always say and do the perfect thing. I said, I know that. What you have to understand is I never do or say anything. I never, and you guys know this, I never do or say anything that I am not fully persuaded of is the best course of action, or at least in my worldview. And the problem with me, like we talked about last week, is like I study so much history and I look at the scriptures and I look at what's going on and I look into that abyss and I know that can make me a certain way. But where we are at is we're mirroring so many pivotal points in history, the Bolshevik Revolution, like 1930s Germany. Right now we're, we're like late 40s China before the CIA install Mao Zedong. There are so many things right now, and it's not like we're focusing on fighting in Vietnam. We're in the, in like World War II, we're in the African theater, we're in the European theater, we're in the Pacific theater, this place, that place, whatever. You know, you got the IRS doing what the IRS is doing. We got this medical tyranny. We got Biden, I mean, literally demoralizing and making us the laughingstock of the world where even Obama didn't make us look that bad, even with his lead from behind and that American apologetics tour that he went on and on. Mm -hmm. And that's why the Democrats hated Trump so much and made up all those lies about him because he was disproving their narrative, that whole lead from behind crap. He showed the world that America could be independent, could be the world's greatest superpower, can be the world's greatest... You know, if, you just focused, if you just focused on us instead of on everyone else. Well, here's the thing what a lot of people don't realize. I'm not is saying we shouldn't be charitable. I'm not saying we shouldn't help other countries. But the whole thing where we have to bring our country level down, like our economy levels down to make the uh, playing field more fair and equal across the globe, that's bullcrap. Well, that doesn't here, work. Yeah, you, exactly. It doesn't work. We already know. I mean, we know for sure. It's a 100% fact that socialism does not work. And the reason that in the short period of time that we've been a country, we've become the country, the powerhouse, is because of capitalism. And yeah, you know, equality, equal rights, that's important. Equality is equal opportunity. Equal, thank you. Equal right. opportunity, not equal outcome. Right. And that's yeah. what I mean by equal rights, equal yeah. opportunity. And then you do, you know, free will. You do what you want with that. You know, and I also realized through all those lessons, the best way to really get what you want in life is to build a team and do it together as a team or a family. I mean, that's everything in my life's that way. All my friendships are that way. My business is that way. My family is that way. Um, I don't know. And, and you go to socialism, it's just the opposite. It's all about individualism and those individuals being 100% completely equal. No, it, socialism is about the collective mass moving as one. You lose the individuality. You you lose that when you right, when, right, we, when right. we talk about I meant it that way. I said it a different way. No, I know what you mean, but I, you, it, it, you know when we talk about rugged individualism and self reliance, that is antithetical to the idea of social. And I know that there are things that I probably missed, and I'm not trying to focus on one particular thing because it isn't necessarily COVID. And now we're at this point with the vaccine passports that I'm telling you, it's a thing. We need to stand in opposition to this, or I literally see reemergence of a modern Jim Crow or modern Star of David resurging. Once again, it's not hyperbole. There's a sinisterness to these days that scary times that I, and this isn't to be a downer. What I'm saying is 
like once we have this realization like hey this is all fugazi you know this is all a lie we've been told a lie okay let's say hey i've been lied to what do i need to do to correct this to rectify this lie hold whomever accountable that had lied to us or if they aren't even going to be held accountable what can we do to position ourselves not to believe and not to listen to them anymore we're coming in the season where people are now being suicided to last week it was a guy named chris signs this week john mcafee all these things are starting to happen and i just see like through history at times like this when the political tide is shifting and the weaponization of political opponents is now not just a theory but being put into practice oh biden is taunting us Mm -hmm. that's the bully in fifth period saying hey what are you going to do about it that's exactly what he's saying it's so blatant what's going on. I mean, they don't hide anything or care anymore. No, it's all coming out. And for go back to the scriptures, those who have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. This isn't a, an episode about American nationalism. This isn't an episode about American exceptionalism. This is about we are in death throes with the spirit of this age that's ushering us into this Revelation 13 period of history where what we are now seeing and implemented and people are buying is a wet dream for guys like Joseph Mengele and Hitler and, you know, Margaret Sanger, Dr. Watson, all these people who were the progenitors of the eugenics movement. And I don't know how to wake people up anymore. All I can do is to say we have to, not even for my sake, but for our kids' sakes, for the generations coming up after us, for their sake, we we now have to stand in opposition. And I've said this many, many times. I'm not calling for violence. I'm not calling for a armed revolution. I am calling for a war in the spiritual sense, a war of information to arm yourself with knowledge. The Bible says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Arm yourself with these truths. We're not any different than you guys. If we can figure this stuff out, anybody can. So any closing thoughts, Jason? Get in the arena and play the man. All right. That being said, I want to thank everybody for listening. I I hope this was informative. I hope that you got something out of it. At least I hope you would just take stock of your own personal life. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, Flockcast, Flockcast CLE. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, We won't be on YouTube this week, I'm pretty sure, but you can find us on Rumble. We have some other stuff on YouTube, Flawed Inc. Our website's FlawedInc.com. Trying to keep up with my daily flawed vlogs. You can find us on the Project Mockingbird social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, Parlor, MeWe, uh, Flawed Inc., Flockcast, Flockcast CLE. My book, Smith's Heart of Man Repair Manual, is out. Get yourself a copy. If you want a signed copy, hit me up to Echo Jason. Get in the arena and play the man. Peace. Well, you know, that you're going to learn, Norm. That's how he is. He gets a new toy, and then he moves on to the next. <laughs> Wait, what happened? What was that all about? <laughs> what was that all about? Huh? What was that all about? What was what about? Whatever you just said. I didn't know. I don't like not knowing. I got beg for respect around here. I've got a song for you guys. Wasn't your brother who really died? Nah, that would have been way too... Too easy? Yeah, that would have been too obvious. Like, that's got to be pulled out later. But I was going to sing something like this. Easily I approach the microphone because it ain't no joke. Tell your mama to get off of my tip because I got... No time to give a mod. You talking lobster? I'm talking Burger King. Sorry, it's too small of a part for me to go back any less than that. That's what she said. Nice. But I want us to be more spontaneity in this episode. You want more spontaneity. That too, spontaneity, yeah, all that, and spontaneously itness. Do you want us to yes. spontaneously be spotness? Exactly. That's exactly. You want us what? to just say things out of line, out of order. Well, I already spontaneous. I already know the spontaneousness. Spontaneous. Spontaneous. You, you want to John me? <laughs> spontaneous. Spontaneous. Knock knock. Who's Ness. there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, okay. So anyway, and you need to apologize to my friend, Bill. I'm sorry. I'm going to be a cracker. I at least want to be a captain wafer, you know, because them are good. 
I like the vanilla wafers, actually. Those, the those vanilla wafer is not a cracker. It's a, a cookie. cookie. Yeah, but animal crackers aren't crackers either, but they're, cook, they're cookies, but they call them crackers. I don't call them crackers. They're yeah. named crackers, but they don't fall in. It's kind of like a day to long legs. People call it a spider, but it's really not a spider. No, I, I, it? It's something else. <laughs> Back in the day, before there was indoor plumbing. When I was a teenager, before I had status and a two-way pager. Man, you're just like an encyclopedia. My knowledge, my friend. You're like Encyclopedia Santiaca. It's pretty close. I do have some other useless knowledge. Uh, I'm sure you got a full bunch of more useless knowledge. So anyway. Um, we, you don't want to hear anymore? No, yeah, hit, hit, hit me. Maybe with your best shot. Do you, know, you know my neighbor has two rabbits? Do you know the human head weighs eight pounds? You know the best piece of meat I've ever eaten is ostrich? I've had ostrich. Very it, sweet. Yeah, it was. Really? It, I had it at a. It's like a steak, but it's sweet. Yeah, I had it huh. at a five star restaurant in Disney years ago, but it was. I had it in Atlanta once. It was very it was, good. Yeah, it was awesome. It was like a very tender filet. Yep. Hmm. Did I mention it was sweet? Yeah. All right. Flawedcast, episode Wait, what, 80. What, what was that? I, as you were talking, I was, I was. You were projecting yes. vomit. Yes, exactly. Yes. All right. Shh. It may be that when we no longer know what to do, we have come to a real. I'm going to do that. What's the blue fields for? I know. Now, now we all. Now you made us all unified idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Cut this part out. You think uh, we can get Billy Joel to make a song about this timeline? He actually hasn't put an album on over thirty years. I know, but it's something like "We Didn't Start the Fire," same sort of kind of song theme song like that. Trump won the election. Biden has a bowl of oatmeal that he has for his head. Uh. Something like that. Biden stole the election. We're not on YouTube because we're telling the truth. Anyway, um, so, wow, <laughs> really breaking it down. I give no. I'm I'm fresh, fresh out of F's today to give, fresh which isn't too much different than any other day. But I'm just a little more tired today. But nonetheless, okay.